It's Ignite, episode two, three, and quite a lot happened in this UKW programme. There were some bits that I was scratching my head at, but there were some fabulous matches here, and you know, it's getting its kind of, it's getting its own sort of feeling in that most of the matches are in knockdown, drag out affairs, there aren't a lot of angles around that. There's cross-pollination from Showdown, but it does have that kind of frenetic, anything-can-happen feel, also from Showdown, and that's a good thing. Now, let's talk about what happened this evening. We've got Tommy Dillon on his own first. JPR's not at the desk. Uh, He will come later on and get a huge cheer when he does. Nice one, JPR. These two work well on commentary. Tommy Dillon got involved in more than just comedy, uh, comedy, commentary this week. It was a little bit comedy. It was a little bit head-scratching as well. More of that in a minute. First of all, though, Sebastian Mercer versus Uther. Now, I've been saying for ages that Uther, he's got this big black mask on, which it looks great, and then he's got sort of gold trunks and gold knee pads, and it doesn't look right tonight. As Tommy Dillon tells us, he's wearing tights because he's, um, I've been saying for ages, he needs some wrestling long, long, you know, long trouser type things. And apparently he's wearing tights tonight because he's got a leg injury. I think it's because it's a transition to that longer wrestling attire. He's been listening. And, and thank you for doing that, Uther. Thank you so much, Uther. Thank you. Um, he's wearing them underneath his... Um, his trunk, so it's, it's not ideal, but, but you know, it's all right. And actually, this is a rather good match, you know, um, until the end of it. So, first of all, we've got early pin attempts. Don't don't pin people right from the beginning. I think it was Uther and Mercer who both tried it. Don't do that. There's far too much energy still there to do that. But then... Um, a big flip, kind of tilt-a-whirl flip from Uther, but he ends it with a back fist. I expected something a bit bigger than that, really. And Mercer has got the power gain here, smacks him hard off the ropes. As um, as Dylan said, you can't give Mercer an inch because he'll take a foot. Well, it's not that much, really, is it? It's actually take a mile, isn't it, generally? Which is a longer way. If you give somebody an inch and they take a foot, you think, well, being a bit cheeky there, aren't you? But actually, it's not as much as if you'd taken a mile... I'm just saying, just saying. Now, back in the ring, we've got a Mercer backbreaker and, and those hammer elbows look very nice, you know. And he really sells the clothesline, just the Mercer Neri. And then Uther hits a really nice DDT. There's a lovely lariat by return from, uh, from Mercer. Have a bit of that. And then we get this situation, which I wasn't sure about, really. Dylan, Tommy Dylan gets up from the commentary desk or the comedy desk, whichever you'd like to call it and starts to talk to Sebastian Mercer who he's got previous with what are you doing, come on, get on with it well you're the you're on commentary aren't you if another wrestler came out and did it that would be different but I don't think it really works with you getting up from the comedy, the commentary and comedy desk and then um, you've got uh, Uther pinning from that distraction and Dylan talking about his own distraction should have been concentrating on the match 
not what was going on on the commentary desk. But it looked really weird. <laughs> it was just odd. And it's such a shame because I think it was probably going to develop into quite a good match, that. Next, we've got something rather special. Cliff Harrison is on a really long losing streak. It wasn't too long ago that he was the Genesis champion. He only lost it at WrestleBration. That was only a few months ago. And he's been on a losing streak ever since, hasn't he? And it's not going to get any easier for him tonight when, he, when your opponent's cerebral Stee. I mean, Stee looks so good here. Not so much Cliff, although he, he did some really good moves. He, made it, he, he stuck some really good moves here. Just bear with me. This is what happened. Uh, he had a go early on, did Cliff. But Steve just put him down with one punch. Then he muscled him up to a go to sleep for a long two count. It was very impressive. He hit high knee. Then um, Cliff got his neck breaker to back breaker to modified TKO. Well called there, actually. Well called by the commentary desk. I think that was... Was that JPR? I think it was. Anyway... Steve came back with his that lovely ripcord German suplex. It's fabulous. And then the elbow to the back of the head and the pin. Could have gone longer, actually. I was interested to see whether Cliff could fight back here and they can both really go. They're both great wrestlers. And I wanted to see 20 minutes, an hour of this. I think it would have been something very special. But Cliff's still losing. When are they going to pick up this? He's a loser at the moment line they really could do something with that as I said last week it's getting to be more like Horus it's almost as if Horus has stolen his pins it's like a sort of Samson and Delilah thing isn't it is that Samson and Delilah Jekyll and Hyde anyway you know Horus gets the pins so Cliff can't maybe that's what they should do in a story going forward but they need to pick something up because he's been losing regularly and at some point you have to do something with that you have to pick up an angle this match was fabulous. Next, we've got, Jay, we've got Ed, Ed Havoc versus Brett Newman versus Horus. Young Horus, that is. And this is when JPR comes out and gets his cheer because he instantly says, we're not having that. We're having Tom Savage versus Ian Creed. <laughs> oh, well, that, that's me told, isn't it? And this was a good match, actually. Tom's got his hair in a braid. I like it out. It looks more like... You know, a young Bruiser Brody type. Anyway, there's a Savage Slam early on, swinging neckbreaker, but Ian Creed then really takes over, to be honest. And I really like, I really like his character. You know, I've interviewed him on this podcast. I really like his wrestling moves. He dominated this match, to be honest. He fish hooked um, Tom Savage first, put him on his belly, grabbed a handful of flesh from around the kidney area. It looked really weird and smashed his head repeatedly into the mat. That didn't look so weird. It just looked brutal. Then you get a really sort of long delayed. It holds him up for ages. Falcon Arrow from Ian Creed. I've not seen him do that before. And then the dig in the ear and he really savoured it. Yeah. He won with the huge knee off the ropes, which is a kind of kind of V-trigger, I suppose. But it's, it's just a huge high knee for the pin. Then, he, then afterwards, he just manipulated the fingers, snapped them. It was, it was really well done for Ian Creed. This is probably one of the matches of the night for Ian Creed and for Tom Savage's selling. But Ian looked fabulous. 
Okay, here's your triple threat. I'll just tell you again. Ed Havoc versus Brent Newman versus Horus. And it was well done, you know. Could have gone a bit longer for me. Quite a lot of frenetic action and quite a lot that I just thought, a lot of people running about the ring here. There are Havoc and Horus sharing punches. Horus hit a lovely bulldog. And uh, and a shy and uh, Havoc came back with a shining wizard. That was really nicely done. Everybody looked good in this, but have but um, Havoc looked good, yeah. But Horus looked extraordinary when he hit that cattle mutilation. Yes, cattle mutilation for the tap. That was something very special. And he's going on a journey. I've had him on this podcast. We talked about him going on a journey. He is now and to the sunny uplands of UKW, where, where where, the cattle graze. No mutilation there, please, Horus. They graze on lovely green grass, and everybody's happy. He might be going there. I think he's in line for a belt, surely. More of the Genesis belt in a bit. Now we've got Lee Wilson versus Billy O'Keefe. It's not for the Black Heart Championship, but you know what? Really well-told psychological story in wrestling. Love it. They have a handshake first. And um, there's misdirection from um, O'Keefe off the ropes. It's, it's it's quite interesting because he's really getting a, a head of speed up here. And Lee Wilson's just looking at him. And he just bashes into Lee Wilson and falls down. <laughs> he has got the power gain here, I must say. He also picked up Billy O'Keefe from the top. And it was a huge slam. I mean, it was you know, in inverted commas, only a slam. But because it's off the top, it looked enormous. Now, halfway through this match, Lee Wilson's leg gave way. And and Tommy and um, Billy O'Keefe didn't want... Tommy O'Keefe, that's his brother. Billy O'Keefe didn't want to... Didn't want to work on the leg, but you have to if it's presented to you. So he tied the legs up. He, um, you know, he did work on them really well. Wilson came back, though... Not using the injured leg, but hitting a spine buster. Now, he didn't get all of it because he needed to push off with the legs. But he was really trying. It's a clothesline. And then here comes the Persian Empire. Such a shame because this was this was going into a good... A, it was becoming a good fight again, this. They hit a magic killer. Did uh, Johan Hunt and Leonie Rose. Chris Castle's not part of that. You wouldn't trust him to do a magic killer. Surely... I don't even trust him to do a tweet properly. And um, he then started, that was to O'Keefe, and he was, you know, putting the boots to Lee Wilson, who he doesn't like, because Lee Wilson made him look foolish in the wrestling ring, I think. You know, in the way, in the way he doesn't like me, because I make him look foolish on Twitter. You know, that sort of thing. And he was holding the belt, which he has won. You know, I mean, I can't deny it. It was a nice uh, little section last week when he won that belt. Can't deny. He won it in the round-the-clock rules. So... He's got, he's got every right to brandish it in your face. Have a look at the gold here. Have a look at the gold, he's saying. I don't know if he's saying that, but he seems to be saying that sort of thing. And um, that's all you get from Chris Castle tonight. And for that, much thanks. Here is your main event. Jacob Reed, one of the half of the dogs of war, who's got a big mask on now. Looks very good. There's a big beard coming out from underneath it. I like that. And Flaming Damon Crow, who's got a new entry, a new entrance. Looks really good. It's um, all dark and blue, and he's got a bit of makeup on and sort of bat wings. Looks good. I like that. And he is getting better, Damon Crow. He was he was pretty good 
in this match, to be honest. Mainly, though, it was Jacob Reed showing us what a good wrestler he is. Things like standing bow and arrow, during which Damon Crow reached up and grabbed his armpit. I suppose you do anything, don't you? I mean, Reed sold it, but grabbed his... Don't grab his armpit. Yeah. It was a lovely... Um, and it's close up, and Crow sold this very well. Knee in the back of the... Uh, in, in, in the back. And then the back of the back. And then um, cranking back on that neck was lovely. Suddenly the society around. We've not seen him for a while, have we? You know, Kane and the other one. Oh, Dakaro, that's right, yeah. And um, Crow is kind of uh, distracted. So Jacob Reed hits the Jacob's Ladder and wins the title back. Now, I'm pleased about that because I don't think he got a big enough run um, the first time. And I'm glad that UKW brass, top brass and management have listened to me and put the title back on him. Damon Crow's got other things to do. And as he said, as we went off air, if you want to fight society, you can have one. So that'll be good. The tag team of him and Uther would be great. And I think he was pushed too soon as a singles wrestler. It's not his fault. But I'm really glad that Jacob Reed has got this belt back because he can do a lot with it. And he is learning so many moves. I really like him as a wrestler. I know other people don't, but I really like him. And I think we're going to have a good time with that belt. He's a big bloke. The challenge is going to be good. And so was this programme. Shall I segue into that beautiful third episode? Really showing its strength. Great wrestling. Really frenetic. And it it goes by so quickly. That is the trademark of a really good product. And that's what UKW have got here. They're in their pomp at the moment. And I couldn't be more happy for them. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.